This is JFM Podcast. I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government from 1999 to that we have never been to the Senate leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon Lad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Panab. It's a beautiful Friday evening. Today is 2nd of June 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How's your day? How's the going? Really an engaging day. We thank God everything went smoothly and we're here to cap it up. So I think we're good. Yeah, well, uh, we're good. Uh, what can we say? We we'll only uh, give thanks. I mean, giving thanks is uh, is something that you should always, you know, make it habitual, you know, to uh, give thanks. Well, Gilbert, today some appointments again were announced. But again, let's start with uh, uh, here in Plateau State, uh, the governor, uh, Governor Caleb Mutfang, yesterday he visited IDP camps in Mangu and I think in Riom. Riom, yes. Riyom. Uh, making him the first, one of the first governors in the long, in a long time, uh, to visit the IDP camps. You know, in uh, Mangu, he went there by himself. He didn't send a delegation. Any delegation. He went there by himself to see things for uh, himself. And it shows that if you look at the trajectory, a uh, trajectory uh, on Monday in his acceptance speech or in his inaugural speech. He said that security will be topmost, you know, in his of his priority things that he is gonna do, and uh, I mean the steps that he's taken. Then the day after Monday, he had a meeting with security chiefs, you know, to brief uh, him uh, what is going on and how the states, you know, can uh, be more secured. And and then the meeting with IDPs in Mangua, I mean, is and he met with some um, chiefs, some ethnic group. Uh, in Mangu local government as well, uh, all yesterday and met with IDPs. Uh, so, I mean, so far, so good, I would say. You know, just the uh, first four days of the Kalag Mutfang administration, I dare say that so far, so good. And yesterday, uh, when he was coming back to Jos, he ran into, not ran into, he met uh, NUT, Nigerian Union of Teachers. Uh, they were protesting all on a procession. And he stopped, addressed them, and he said, I'm going to look into your concerns. I'm going to look into your issues. He shows a leader who, you know, is observant and listens. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, why I'm bringing this up is uh, it shows that there's sincerity of purpose. And the, he said he's going to provide leadership. And for me, that is very inspirational. And it's going to 
build the confidence of uh, the people, you know, his servants, so that everything is going to be smooth for him. In a new terrain, what you do usually is to put your best foot forward. And yeah, it appears that's what the governor has done. Um, if you really love the state, and if you really want the states to progress, I think there are key indications or key indicators, if you want to put it that way, that we're seeing the signs are clear. And um, my worry always is people shouldn't introduce political coloration into issues, into actions. Yeah. Here is, you know, a man that has at least in the first few days he has had in office shown that, look, he has a very good intention from what we can see. Mm-hmm. And that is something nobody can doubt. It was long missing, like you rightly pointed out. Um, leadership is about, you know, presenting yourself when it matters the most, showing that you're there for the followers. And, and you genuinely and truly care Thank about you so that. much. Thank you so much. So it will have been more easy for him to just send a delegation there and then walk away or even walk off. Yeah. But he had to go there, see things for himself. While he was addressing the press, some of the things he said were really touching. That we cannot doubt the, uh, the presence of reprisals here and there. But there is a remote cause. People lying in their homes and then they get killed, they get murdered, innocent people. You know, so he spoke about the multidimensional existence of this problem and how willing he is to ensure that there is a holistic approach in finding a solution to this problem. And that's really key. That's essential. Every son and daughter of the plateau has to support this man to succeed because he's shown that there's an intent to do good and to deliver. Yeah, and the intent, you know, like you said, is to do good. Uh, well, uh, so that is that uh, with uh, the governor, uh, Barista Caleb Mutfuang. Well, uh, you know what, the early appointments made by President Bola Tinebu today, uh, some, you know, will find that very shocking and some will say, no, it's not uh, surprising. <laughs> uh, people in Plato, you know, are really hoping that uh, former governor of Plato State Governor Simon Bakola Long should be given, you know, the SGF, uh, position secretary to the government of the federation. In fact, I saw a writing of uh, some middle belt leaders uh, saying that uh, they want Lalong, you know, to become uh, the SGF. And a Christian youth forum as well. Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, the president, Bola uh, Tinubu, has said, no, I want George Akume, who I've been with, you know. And for me, for APC in the Plato, if if, if, if they don't have strong support, I would say, from Abuja, uh, the PDP is going to give a final TKO, knock, total knock, knockout, you know, to uh, the APC because it shows that it's like the party doesn't have any leadership uh, right now. It was former governor, you know, Lalong, that is supposed to provide, you know, that leadership, for example. But if he doesn't get a very strong uh, appointment, you know, in Abuja, uh, it shows uh, they don't, how many House of Rep members do they have? Mm-hmm. How many senators? Yeah, senators. How many... Uh, uh, what do you call it? House of Assembly members, you know, do they have? Uh, so all of these things, you, you know, will contribute either to uh, weaken the party and make the members, you know, lose morale in the party, especially, you know, with the, uh, the whole, you know, Lalong thing. I know that Lalong didn't support Tinibu in the primary election. Mm-hmm. He just wanted, I mean, he was the one who came out to say the governors uh, of APC have said that in the North have said that they want the presidency to move to the South. Uh, south. And uh, you know, people like Chief Amos Gizzo that has been with, you know, Tinubu since during the AD days, 
in fact, even the former chairman of PDP, uh, Damishi Sangu, has been with you know Tinubu right from uh, AD days. So uh, these are some of the old uh, goons, permit me to use the word, you know, that will uh, be close right now, you know, with the Ashwa Jubola Tinubu, and of course, you know, uh, the Comsol group, you know, from mm -hmm. uh, the House present member, Rebson. yeah, mm -hmm. representing Mikang Shandam. Kwampan, you know, uh, yeah, and co. They were the ones who said that look, they will, you know, get some delegates from Plato, you know, to vote for uh, Tinubu in the primary election. And of course, you uh, recall the back and forth, you know, that that, you know, uh, the Lalong group said, no, 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 it's a lie about Comsol and, and co. Former Minister State for Information and Communication, uh, Honorable uh, Dasukina Kande. They were the people who said that no, we are the ones who truly work. Uh, with the likes of Amos Gizu, we are the ones who truly work uh, to ensure that Tinubu gets delegates, you know, from uh, Plato during the APC primary election. It's now going to be our political survivor. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, would be, it would be really nice to see how this turns out. But for me, looking at all of the drums of support that, you know, have been um, played in the aspect of um, or to the credit of governor, former Governor Samuel Bakolalo and how this appointment has turned out, for me it will be a huge disappointment in the way that he would view, you know, Judge Akume, Akume's pronouncement as secretary to the government of the Federation. But let's look at the real deal here. And what's the real deal? It's about the capacity, mm. what, what it takes for you to be in that all-important position of government and your ability to stabilize things um, as far as the day-to-day -day running of government is concerned. And they, this is a time for introspection for Governor Simon Bakulalong. What has he been able to show forth in, during his time as governor and, of course, chairman of the Northern Governors Forum? Mm -hmm. So it shows that there was something missing. It shows that there's a critical ingredient that he fails to perhaps show the world and the country mm -hmm. that he had. And that is why he has been looked aside. He was just good for Director General of the Tinubu Shetima Campaign Organization. And that was it. So we're going to see lots of shockers. Yes. Because you have so many people in that party in this state who perhaps are also angling for certain positions. And it shows that, look, there is no political patronage as far as Ashwaju is the driver of the government. So um, there's a lot to come, a lot more to come. Yeah. But the question that I'm asking you for... Uh, those who are saying that Governor Lalong should be given, you know, SGF, how has it fared, you know, in holding, managing people? Uh, because, I mean, he was governor for eight years. How has he managed uh, the diverse interests, you know, uh, of people and making sure that uh, everybody, you know, feels a sense of belonging mm -hmm. and uh, being uh, accepted, you know, for example? Uh, because if you look at the political, I mean, Tinubu is a political strategist, you know, obviously. If you look at his political journey is all about, you know, managing people mm -hmm. and maximizing the best of their potential. Uh, I mean, you can't take him, you can't take that away, away from, from him, him, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, Speaker Agbaja Abiyamila has been appointed as the chief of staff. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, were thinking that it was James Falike, uh, but Atinubu has made his decision uh, that uh, Femi Agbaja Abiyamila uh, will be the chief of staff. George Akume of Benway State 
Uh, is the uh, okay? Let me ask this question: How different will it be if APC had won in Plateau? Do you think that uh, Tinubu may consider Governor Lalong for SGF? Certainly not. Yeah, Certainly it wouldn't I mean, have changed anything. If you look it at the really numbers right now, mm -hmm. in Benway, you know, mm -hmm. they have a governor, mm -hmm. APC. They have senators, APC. Rep members, APC. House of Assembly members, you know, APC. Mm -hmm. So which one would you rather? Top to you know, bottom. Go, yeah, which one would you rather go with? You know. Is it a state that you know has a PDP governor, uh, majority PDP House of Assembly members, majority senators, majority House of Reps? I mean, if people are you know analyzing, uh, there are some they just <laughs> I, I don't know choose to ignore the gray areas or pay attention or lack of paying attention to details. You know, for example. Yeah, I think nothing would really have changed if you ask me. For uh, truth is, there is a period for politicking. And there's a period for, of course, um, doing the the yeoman's job. Mm. And in his basic era, that's during his time in office. How has he been able to even do, if the APC perhaps had won in Plateau State, would people have given credit to the governor to say, look, it's because of his performance. And, okay, let's assume they won the governorship election. What happened? Where was his fit after, you know, um, the senatorial results were declared? Yeah. Of course, he lost out. He lost so it it means that there's something fundamentally missing, and well, nothing would really have changed. That was a direct question, and I'm going to answer it frontally. Um, nothing would have changed, and the governor would still have been overlooked. That's my hypothesis. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a guest, and I don't think we should take a break uh, because uh, the guest is friend of the house. We have uh, barista. Mense Madaiki. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Good evening, Ponsat. Good evening, Gilbert. And um, good evening, Plateau. Well, perhaps you would like to, uh, I mean, give your own perspective <coughs> to the conversation we're having regarding the SGF issue. I mean, what's your take? The appointment so far by uh, the President Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Um, I think uh, Bola Ahmed Tinubu is not new to power. He's not a stranger to power. Mm -hmm. He was a governor of Lagos State for eight years. He was also at the Senate for many years. It tells you that Bola Ahmed Tinubu is not a stranger to power. So he, from the records that we have of Ahmed Bola Tinubu, if, uh, if he has not changed, actually, he has been somebody who will always root out for the best, get the best to be in his cabinet. So I'm sure his decision to pick George Akume as his uh, SGF, I think is not misplaced and it's not a wrong decision because he knows George Akume since 1990. In fact, even before 1999, True, yeah. they've been together mm. when they were contemporaries as governors of various states. Mm. So I'm sure he has this um, knowledge about who Akume is and, of course, his capacity to deliver. And that is why his choice of uh, having who should be his AGF should not be influenced by any factor, but then I think competence should be the key word. Okay. I mean, uh, how about in Plateau State, uh, the first four days of Barista Caleb Mudfang? Uh, are you impressed? Are you not impressed? You know, are you uh, disappointed? Uh, tell us what is your own reaction? Well, um, as a Plateau indigent, for the first time in our political history, I'm beginning to have hope over the affairs of governance in the state. Sometimes people will start very well, and then in the long run, you begin to see some kind of influences 
But I'm sure Barista Caleb Mutfan, by the special grace of God and what we are beginning to see, is ready for the job. I remember his interview on Channel's television when Sheon was asking him. He said, I asked for the job. Yeah. They have given me the job. I'm ready for the job. So with the few things and their key appointments I've seen in the state, these are people who have done distinguished themselves in their various fields. Sam Jatau is not a new person. Uh, Barista Philemon Duffy is a very cerebral lawyer that I know very well. And basically, these are very good guys who are going to do very well in this administration. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, uh, cut to the chase and talk about, you know, uh, the topic for the day. Uh, the House of Assembly has suspended, I'm, I'm very deliberate of using that word because that's what they did, suspended all the 17 local government councils, chairmen, basically, and their, uh, their, their structures, basically. Uh, and yesterday we, we had Honorable Peter Fatiam, uh, he's the member representing Langtang North North, and he said that, look, the, there was a petition on 25th of May, or uh, yes. April, you know. A April uh, first, yeah. yeah. And highlighting all of the financial uh, misappropriation, uh, uh, misappropriation, basically, yeah, yes. based on the allegation. And they wrote to this chairman to say, look, explain. Uh, but they failed to do so. I mean, and yesterday, uh, or two days ago, they were suspended. Talk to us about the le how you, how should we grapple with this thing legally? Uh, I think uh, people have, uh, I think there has been this serial misconception as to the discernment in respect of the operation of a state government and also the operation of um, local government. In Nigeria, we are operating a federal system of government. And we have three tiers of government, mm -hmm. the federal, the state, and the local government. And, you know, of course, over time, the local governments have been clamoring for local government autonomy so that they will severe themselves from the state and be on their own so that all their locations will be coming directly from the federation, federal, uh, federal, consolidated federal accounts to their accounts directly. Straight. So that they will have this unchecked, you know, uh, supervis supervisory rule and powers over their finances. But then you will agree with me that the local government level and administration at the local government is what it is today. Let me break your breath a bit. Is autonomy same as independence in that sense? When we say local government, you know, seeking autonomy, does that mean they are independent of themselves? There are two different words altogether. When we say autonomy, basically what they are fighting for is financial autonomy. But then that does not mean that the local government is not part of the state government. Because you discover that in the, the local government is within a state. And since it is within a state, the chief executive officer of the state is the governor, who wields a lot of powers and who has the unchecked you know, discretion to decide on what happens, when, and how. But that aside, we're looking at the, the propriety or otherwise of the suspension of the local government chairman in Plateau State. Is this something that is in accord with and in tandem with the text and context of our jurisprudence? Is this something that is permissible under law or is just an arbitrary way of exercising powers by the state assembly? Now I give you this. Uh, just like what Ponsard said, he said suspension. But what we have is just suspension. But then the authorities we have 
over time that the Supreme Court have even said that no governor of a state has power to dissolve local government chairman who have been constitutionally elected by into people. those offices by people. Mm. Now, we are operating a constitutional democracy. And by way of understanding the constitutional democracy, section one of the constitution says that this constitution shall be supreme to the extent of its supremacy and to the extent that any law or regulation or other or behavior that is inconsistent with the provision of the constitution shall to the extent of the inconsistency be rendered null and void. Section seven of the constitution gives the local government the powers. The creation of the local government, the powers of the local government, and all of that. The finances, the economic aspect, the policies of the local government, generation of revenues by a local government. If you check from section 7, subsection 1, downward, you discover that under subsection 4 of section 7, it says whoever that has rights or the power to vote and be voted for at a state assembly election shall also have the power to be voted for and also vote at the local government election. It, it now creates the democratization of local government system and the structures therein. It now leaves you with the conclusion that if you are talking about dissolving them, it's a different thing from suspension. More so that the suspension of the local government chairman was not just as an arbitrary way of deciding that uh, coming up with that decision. It was as a result of a petition. And the state assembly, which is, of course, the legislative arm of the state. You know, at the local government level, we have the legislative arm of the local government being the councillors mm -hmm. of different uh, wards and all of that. But then at the state level, the legislative arm, we have the state assembly. Should now now mean that since we have local government being a, an arm or a fear of government on its own, should that now deprive or rob the state assembly from powers to investigate into any, whether financial misappropriation or any kind of um, uh, activity by the local government? The answer is actually in the negative because being a constitutionally entrenched assembly, they have the power to look holistically into the activities that are happening within the state. And of course, the local government activities are also within the state. So that cannot deprive them of the power to suspend them. More so, they did not actually dissolve them. Now, there are two different things that people must understand. And it gives us another uh, vista to actually appreciate the argument. Now, if you are talking about dissolution completely, that is what the Supreme Court has said. No, I remember Aminu Masari of Casina State, upon assumption of office in 2015, May 29, Immediately after assuming office, he suspended all the chairmen of the local government, suspended the councillors and all the structures, just like he dissolved them, rather, not suspended. And all of that, Oyo State, Makinde, came into power, dissolved the local government, and all of that. And this happens almost always to ensure that the state assumes the power and say, okay, fine, we are dissolving them. But the Supreme Court has said, no, you do not have such powers to dissolve. Mind you, I'm using the word dissolve. That is why uh, Justice Jarrod said JSC in the case of um, the local government chairman of uh, Casina State and also the state, including the Attorney General, that you do not have such powers. But as at the time the court made that pronouncement, the tenure, the constitutionally elected tenure of the local government chairman had elapsed. And what the court just did was, okay, fine, uh, Attorney General of uh, Casina State, Casina State government, go back, compute 
the benefits of these people from the day they were actually dissolved from office unconstitutionally to the time that their tenure elapsed. So people must have this uh, clear perception about what has happened in Plateau State. It is not dissolution, so to say. It is suspension. And the suspension, you cannot tell me that the state assembly uh, does not have power to look into the activities of the local government. Why? Because they have complaints against local governments. There are petitions against local governments. And you don't expect the local government to investigate themselves because you cannot be a judge in your own case. That is why there is a, there is a, a principle of law that said, Nemo judex in casasua. You cannot be a judge in your own case. Somebody must look into your case. Somebody must come with a finding over your case. And of course, that is why the state assembly, in exercise of its supervisory role, decided to say, okay, fine, we have complaints against you. We want you to come and, uh, and answer the complaint. And I think they wrote them. They refused to, to honor the... Yeah, the, the yeah. Issue. I mean, that was what Honorable Peter Pass said. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So since they refused to honor the invitation, it, leaves, it left them with the conclusion that, indeed, since these guys are proving to us that they are stubborn, and, of course, they are local government, they think we cannot do anything, the best thing to do is to suspend them. Let's look into all these uh, infractions and all these misappropriations. If we find, if we come with a finding of guilt, fine. We'll recommend, we'll make the appropriate recommendation. If they are actually free, we exonerate them, and, of course, they take over their offices. But then, how much time do they have in office? All right. The underlying issue, aside um, the reasons, the numerous reasons that legis the legislature, even state government, through when they come up with actions like this, is um, financial impropriety. Usually, that's the case. Yes. But let's look at you know, let's go beyond the surface. Is it about resource control by state governors, or basically it's also about you know political leanings? Because perhaps governors feel I'm not comfortable with these guys who are a larger guys from the opposition parties, for example, is it either of these issues or there is just one amongst them? Um, first and foremost, I want to say corruption is not just the only reason for local government dysfunction in Nigeria. Not just in Plateau State, but in Nigeria. But we find out that it also underpins the failure of such uh, tier of government. Because you begin to see a lot of activities in the, at the local government level. And, of course, you cannot have a holistic dis uh, discussion as to whether it is issue of resource control or political leanings and affiliations because the, all, the, two, the two aspects are interwoven. If you're talking about resource control, you cannot severe political leanings. Nobody would want to be in government with uh, local government from different political parties who, of course, will begin to behave in such a manner that they want to because they feel we are not from the same political party. But beyond that, we're looking at the interests of Plateau State. We're looking at the interests of the masses. We're looking at the dysfunctional nature of the local government, uh, of the local government and the rot that is going on at the grassroots level, which, of course, is supposed to be the closest government to the people that the people should feel the dividends of democracy. Constitutionally, local government is a creation of the law is a creation of the Constitution. Yeah. They have, you know, certain generations, that is revenue being generated at the local government level, which, of course, exclusively, it is their own duty to generate such revenue. That is, they are in charge of those resources at the grassroots level. But where it goes beyond being in charge of the resources at the grassroots level to behaving in such a manner that is, 
you know, inconsistent with even the letters and uh, the, the, the letters of the Constitution, definitely somebody out there must be there to call them to order. That, look, what you are doing is wrong. This is how a democratically elected local government chairman is expected to behave. For the fact that you are a local government chairman, that does not give you the unchecked powers and, uh, and impetus to do whatever you want to do. Because somebody out there must be willing enough to tell you, look, this thing, young man, what you're doing is wrong. This is not how a democracy should, be, should actually operate. Mm. Let us do things rightly. And that is, of course, what the, the State Assembly has done. Inviting these guys, we have petitions against you. Come. These are the petitioners because somebody must complain. And you cannot just begin to act, you know, from the blues. There must be a complaint, and the complaint must be written by a complainant and being the petitioner. Since we have petitions against you, come and answer these petitions. And it so happened that it is not just a petition against one local government. It is a petition written by mostly people from those areas against the local government. Yeah. government. So come and answer these petitions. The allegations, are they true? Are they not true? In fact, the local government would have got, the, the said assembly would have gone ahead to suspend them arbitrarily without even giving them fair hearing. So you cannot even come and say you have been denied fair hearing because Section 36 of the Constitution says any complaint against anybody, you cannot come with a verdict. That is Section 36 of the Constitution. You cannot come with a verdict against anybody or any citizen of this country without giving the person an opportunity to actually explain himself. That underscores the principle of fair hearing. That come, let us hear you. And that is why the principle of law has gone further to say that you must hear two parties or both parties in a dispute before you make a finding. The State Assembly has exercised that power, actually stretched a long hand to the local government chairman, come and explain yourself, answer to these petitions. The State Assembly is willing to investigate these matters because it still falls within the powers of the State Assembly to I mean, make laws for the state. Yeah, I recall during uh, the first turn of Governor Lalong, there's this uh, Ibrahim Baba Hassan committee uh, that <coughs> saw financial uh, <coughs> issues, you know, uh, in I think Kanki and Kanam, I've forgotten the local government, but two local governments, and at the time they were asked, you know, to be suspended. Well, in case you're just joining, uh, we've been having a chat with Barista Mense Madaiki, and we're looking at the recent action of suspending local government chairman. By the way, today in the press statement, they said that they are approaching the court to seek redress. Uh, so we're going to keep up uh, with that to see uh, how all of the issues in full. 0812187777 or call 0905566699. Or go on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM just to drop your comment. Don't forget before you call, please turn down the volume of your radio. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening, Pastor. This is Solomon Atali. I'm calling for Jude Jet Point. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Thank you so much. I want to ask uh, the Honorable, uh, the Barista the studio, yeah. Yeah, please go I ahead. I don't know, is it all the local government chairman that have offended the, the, the members and made them to suspend all of them, or is those few of them that they write allegations against them, accusing them that they, they, have, they have done so many wrong things, that is why they suspended them. And another thing, again, is that um, I don't know whether... whether um, whether some of the, the local government chairman uh, during the the the, 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 the uh, this this that I don't know when that tenure will, will will end, but how many months did they left them? Did they left 
before that solo we end. I don't know how many months. Okay. So I want to know. Maybe we really give me more awareness. We know what is going on. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the barrister is going to attempt all of your questions. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio before uh, calling, and then you tell us your name and where you are calling from. Would you like to attempt that question straight? Or? Yes. Um, okay. He asked a question whether uh, it is all the local government chairmen hmm. that offended uh, the state assembly or just a few of them. The, the, the answer to that question is that they didn't offend the state assembly. That is, we have to get that clear. Mm -hmm. They offended the people in their constituencies, in their local government. Local, uh, government. local government. So, as a result of that, people from those local governments decided to petition the House of Assembly that, look, we are helpless at the local government level. Come to our aid and address this problem. Our local government are busy doing this, busy doing that, which, of course, is against or antithetical to a democratic setting. Come and assist us. The State Assembly decided to venture into that by exercising a supervisory role under the Constitution, inviting the local government chairman, or come and explain to us these allegations. Are the allegations true or they are not? But instead of them to avail themselves by actually utilizing the opportunity to make such explanations, they refused. And as a result of that, if you are in that position, what do you do? Because they have shown the State Assembly that indeed that the state assembly lacks the power to invite them, of course, that is quite disrespectful. No matter how the call was, you ought to have answered the oh, call. No, yeah, yeah. Well, let's take this. Hello. Hello. Yeah, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening, Sam. Alex calling for Alex, we're listening. Thanks for calling. Okay. Um, truly speaking, I want to appreciate the, the government of uh, Barista Khaled Mutwan. And his government is a sincerity government. And truly, I expected that the local government chairman should be completely dissolved, not even suspension. That's my take. All right. Okay. He said uh, mm. outright dissolution, not suspension. Well, interesting. Hello. Good evening. Okay. Uh, we got to you late. Hello. Good evening. Hello, Pastor. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Please tell us your name and make your comment, sir. Good evening, guys. Welcome, Bernard on the line. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Thank you for your guess for the um, legal uh, explanation. Pastor, I I like what you used to say. You say your yeah, democratic legitimacy is not about being law, but it's about having the rule of law. Mm. You know. For us to have a very robust democracy, rule of law must be observed, and the, the separation of power must also be observed. No, every democracy works with a system. But I, I thought that Bubari would have harmonized this issue of local government issue. Because the problem of the Nigerian democracy is the, the way the government has allocated local government activities. So they are capitalists and wings. And things that are supposed to go to local government. It is hard. And those boys in local government are holding their own sure democracy, democracy by sending some sort of to the local government. But nobody is doing it. So, so look at the control we have. 
The way Nigeria knows the chapter two of Nigerian constitution, that is the fundamental objective and the original principle of their policy. It's a, it's, it's a, no, it's a personal grasser. It doesn't work. Nobody can go to court. Nobody can go to court and demand for right because it's not justifiable. There are many things that the federal will leave about looking for those, and not for Nigeria. And I'm only Nigeria does look well in constitution so that Nigeria can move forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Comrade Bernard. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Dead Comrade Dado Antiba Solomon, the voice of Anguaru Kuba. We're listening. Thanks for calling. God bless you, Ponsa. God bless you, Joseph Gilbert. Bless the great the guest, too. Well, uh, it's quite unfortunate that Nigeria started its new leadership with bad luck. Confirmed bad luck. And I, I have been quiet all this while after this uh, black incident in the country. I'm waiting to see what the 10th Assembly will do. The 10th Assembly, of which the National Assembly are the live wire of common man on the street and the hope of common man on the street. We are waiting to see what the intent assembly will do for Nigeria. With the full subsidy removals, I want to hear from the national assembly, the ten assembly, what is the reason of removing the full subsidy? Is it for the interest of Nigerians? We want to know, Mr. Ponsak, I'm a Nigerian. I'm a very patriotic Nigerian, I want to believe. So I want Nigerian masses to listen very, very carefully to caution the ten assembly, if inaugurated, this, what Mr. President has done recently during his inauguration, he moved in less than one hour. Nigeria became different thing today. History demonstrated that Nigeria witnessed an inauguration with, inauguration with bad luck. So we want to hear from the 10th Assembly, who are the spokesperson, the representative of Nigeria, both the Senate, Senate, the Red Chamber, and the Green Chamber. We are waiting for them. They are the only people that will vindicate Nigerians. Whoever we are offering dead today, for instance, if I'm going to Bukuru, I will stay up to 1,000. Whoever we are offering dead in this country, is Nigeria a fairly used country? We are just starting leadership and see what we're witnessing today. Whoever we are offering dead, that is my question. Nigerian masses should wait and ask the, those who have elected them as the House of Representatives and, and, and the House of Senate. Will, they will be inaugurated in the near future. Nigerian youth should wait and listen to what they will say. We are waiting for them. If they should not give an input that will, well, for, the, for, for the interest of Nigeria, I am advising the masses to move after them to the various offices, even Abuja, we will go there. Nigeria belongs to all of us. Whom are we offended? That is the question I'm asking. May God rescue us. On the plateau, I want to say this. The nine, the, I mean the ten House of Assembly members, I hope they are hearing what you are saying. I want to draw the attention of the of, Mr., of the His Excellency, uh, Barista Kaleb Mufa, Manasseh Mufa, to always listen to radio. That is his way out. He will listen to, to the popular of the plateau man. May God help them. And I, 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 in fact, I, want, I still want to say this for a God yes. bless Jeff God bless this radio station. God bless you too. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your kind prayer and uh, good wish. Thank you very much. Hello, good evening. Hello. Yes, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Ponsak. Yeah. And the guest in the studio. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. My name is Pam Bing Kim. I'm calling you from Bukuru Express. Thank you for calling, Pam. We're listening to you. You know, I have never seen a very humble governor like uh, Caleb Manasi Mutfan. Yesterday, I, the Express was passing to go and see things for himself in Mongu and in your local government because of the recent happenings. This man, he saw people were protesting at the South local government area. He had to stop. When he stopped, he even addressed those people. Had it been that his barista, Simon Bakulalo, he wouldn't have stopped. He would have just go his way. So secondly, let me tell you, before the PC government came on board, there was subsidy and people were not suffering like this suffering that we are experiencing in Nigeria today. Will they tell me that PDC did not do well during the time they came as governors in 2015? At least life was affordable for every common man in Nigeria. But what is happening today? So let me tell you, always the lobby that Governor Lalom is lobbying in Abuja, if you will not get any of the appointment, let him come back home and join PDP so that let him start his life as when he started in 2014. I think it will be better. So that, because he was still in PDP by then, and life was very good, and he saw what PDP was doing by then, so I want him to emulate it and go back to status quo. Thank you. May the Lord help us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. After this, Gilbert will take us through social media. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Good evening, Pastor Gilbert and the guest in the studio. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. I'm Musa Ike Kalu calling you from Baltimore. We're listening. Thanks for calling. You see, this issue of local government issue is every serious Nigerian should be worried about because these are the arms that are very close to the ordinary Nigeria. I am very happy the way they have resorted to going to court. Previously, many Nigerians have been going to court to seek redress on these issues. The outcome of the judgment is yet unknown to Nigerians because you find you continue going backward and forward back. But the question I have to the guest, if something of this issue happens, who will be controlling the federal allocation that will be coming to this state local government? Is it the state government or any other thing? That is just only what I want to know. And if any of them is not after proper investigation, it's not found one thing. Will the governor still announce that they should get back to their office? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gilbert, on Facebook... Tongman Habila says, Our prayer is that the good Lord who took Mutfang there will see him through. Ephraim Choji says, I think Mr. President's appointments are good ones, but he should not be self-centered. And the insecurity on the plateau, I think the governor should put all the necessary major measures, you meant to say, and techniques should be employed to curtail the situation on ground, and it should involve local watchmen in the locality. Joachim Joseph Dung says, Plato, a state where the people hate to see their own progresses, 
and celebrate outsiders. May God deliver us from this wicked character. Mark Dachun says, please, this is an information of, okay, on strange people beside redeemed church in Gentile Pata. Government should send an intelligent, okay, all right. Ambassador Joachim Dung again says, instead of assenting to suspend LGA chairman, I expected GCM to, on assumption of office, focus on how to immediately bring civil servants back to work because they are the live wire of a smooth government. A long read. I can't continue. Nurse Gong John Nyango says, at least Lalong wasn't given the SGF because already there were speculations that he will be made the SGF, and I wonder if that position can be given to someone like him. The few appointments from the president seriously are the best so far. Tinubu actually is known for this, working with technocrats. I hope they deliver, and I also hope it will not end like Lagos, where it became a family liability company. Albert Dagza says, I might not know the criteria that the president used in his appointments thus far, but whatever it is, the onus now lies in the exhibition of competence by these appointees to prove their worth, not just the president, but to the benefit of Nigerians as a whole. Good evening. Isang Asi is saying, may the good Lord take charge of everything, both the elected and the appointed. May God use them as his practical instruments. Peter Agnes says, to be honest, um, it's nice for the first appointment of President Bola to Nubu so far. We pray for more strength to him. For my governor, I know he will do better than the past governor. I was waiting for former governor Lalong um, to be... to." To be the SGF, but to our greatest surprise, Tinubu didn't appoint him. Wow. Comrade Longard says the suspension of local government chairman in Plateau State is a welcome development because the policy that brought them on board is not lawful. I must commend the effort of my new governor, His Excellency, Barrister Mutfuang. I pray that God will continue to guide him and give him wisdom. Victor Barge says, more grace, Governor Caleb Mutfang, for his visit to the IDPs and his appointment so far. Congratulations to the federal appointments, um, the SGF by Mr. President. At least the office of the SGF is for competent leaders as such and not for incompetent past governors. Felkuka Gowon says, like Tinubu is really taken from where Buhari stopped with his appointment. Saeed Ibrahim says, my opinion at this point is let Mr. President focus on jobs. Okay, on his job and do the needful. Because we Nigerians are in the station whereby in any angle we need help. Okay, because how someone, I, I really don't know that quote. I can't go ahead with it. Comrade Yusuf Bitri says for President Bart's appointment. I don't have anything to say with regards to that until now. I still don't believe that the rightful owner of the presidential seat is seated there. Okay, until then, my mind will not be at rest. For Plateau issue, I think the people of Plateau have made the best choice in their election of their leader this time around. Sunday Moses A.V. says, The process that brought those local government chairmen is fraudulent and disgraceful, unacceptable and unfortunate. If there is any misappropriation of funds by these chairmen, let them be arrested and jailed. <laughs> Stephen Sormen says the appointment by Bart is quite commendable. I believe with the experience of Bajabia Miller, who has been in the legislature um, for a very long time, it will be able to yield positive results. Well, um, let me read out some tweets. 
Uh, Tarog Blood, Demon King of Social Media, is saying, let him revive organizations like uh, Peace Corps, Operation Rainbow, and always make sure that immediate response will be given to them. Recruit as many as he can, uh, train them, and make sure they are in every village with proper firearms. Operation Save Your Home, you say. Ephraim, Ephraim Choji saying, I think Mr. President's appointment is a good one, but he should not be self-centered and the insecurity on the plateau. I think the governor should put all the necessary measures and techniques should be employed to curtail the situation on ground. Aaron Fisayo is saying, the right step in the right direction is what the governor of Plateau State just mentioned. It's time we nail the perpetrators of evil in the state. Government must be seen to be taking the lives of our citizens with seriousness. Ray Signature is saying, local policing should be of help to our dear state, Operation Rainbow, uh, to be precise. After this call, the barrister Mansell will give his uh, final word. We respond, uh, basically. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yes, uh, hello, Pastor. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Yes, uh, I'm Thompson from Sigmunda. Uh, well, listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Uh, I want to greet your guest. I thank him for his uh, his elaborate uh, explanation and uh, education uh, that he has given us this evening on the issue of the local government chairman's suspension. But there's this question I want to ask. There are two questions I want him to help me to explain. One, the issue of the, the House of Assembly. Is it still under law by the police force? No, it's open. And if it's still under law by the police force, does the police now still take order from Lyon or from the present governor? If there's any issue, because I learned before, the police are given the excuse that they have a, an intelligence report that they place to be attacked. Is it possible to protect the legislators who will be coming for meeting or for them to close the house. That's my one of the questions. The second one is on the issue of uh, people going about being displaced over the the non-appointment of uh, Lalon as the SGF. Let me say with ourselves, a true plateau man that has stayed in plateau, will he be happy if Lalon is given that position? That, that, that position is not for somebody that will just open his mouth and speak anyhow. You chop a load, you, 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 you die a load. That's not a position for somebody like Lano, who is not composed, who will speak, then people will not try to come and address his, uh, his uh, misgivings mis, mis and the rest. It's a position that needs somebody who is tactical and forthright thinking. So I'm happy he was not given that position. Thank you, and have a nice day. Thank you, thank you. Well, Barista Mensa, please, I know that you have a lot on your table right now to yes. respond and to this one. Yes. Basically, people have said so much and they have asked uh, basic questions in respect um, of the decision of the State Assembly to suspend the local government chairman, which, of course, have continued to reiterate the points that, indeed, um, by way of exercising their supervisory role, they have, indeed, exerted such powers by actually calling this local government chairman to, uh, to book um, to answer the allegations meted against them. But then, on their own, they have willfully refused to avail themselves, of course, Going to court is actually an opportunity for them to ventilate their grievances because it will even help us to expand our jurisprudence to see if at all the, it lies within the powers of the State Assembly to suspend local government chairman or not, or it lies uh, within the exclusive purview of the local government powers to suspend themselves or declare their positions uh, not proper, which of course we know they would not be able to do that except if an external person 
actually exerts his power and actually authority over them to ensure that uh, the right thing is done. And then for the person that asks the question whether the state assembly is still under lock, of course, Pansad has answered that. It is uh, open and, of course, it is quite operational. That uh, came as a result of the decision of the Plateau State High Court decided or presided over by Justice uh, N. L. Musa, who actually said, indeed, the suspension of um, or the removal of Abok as a speaker of the State Assembly was actually illegal, null and void. And, of course, having reinstated him, the Court of Appeal said, indeed, since there is an appeal, let the parties maintain status quo. Uh, what is the status quo ante at the moment is the court judgment of Justice N.L. Musa, since there is no any stay of execution of the said judgment. So Abok is presiding, and he remains the Speaker of the uh, State Assembly. And of course, uh, if at all there is any security report, it behoves on the security apparatus to ensure that they secure the place and not to lock the place. Because sealing the place, it means you are sealing an entire arm of government. That uh, will make it so incapacitated. And of course, the kind of robust engagement we should have with the said assembly, that will be taken away because it would have been uh, sealed, which is not a good thing for our democracy. And of course, on a general note, I want Plateau people to appreciate the fact that the exercise that has been conducted, the court still have the onus or the power to actually elaborate, actually expand the vistas of our laws to see if indeed the action was lawful or not. And since they have, the local government have actually chosen that path, which of course is actually the right path in a constitutional democracy, to approach the court. And by section 6, sub 6 of the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, it lies within the domain of uh, the judiciary to interpret the rights and liabilities of indigents of a country or citizens of a country. So that being said, the local government chairman have the unfettered discretion to approach the court. And since they have chosen that path, they should remain there and wait for the outcome. Because we have seen uh, various decisions of the Apex Court, but then those decisions, like I said, restricted uh, their reasoning and findings to dissolution and not suspension. And of course, when the matter approaches the Supreme Court, this time around, will actually have a final verdict or another verdict from the Supreme Court to say if at all the state assembly or the state government has the power to suspend the local government chairman or not. And of course, coming to the question that uh, the other person asked about Caleb uh, Mutfan, the governor of the state, I want to tell Plateau people, uh, with the caliber of persons like Caleb Mutfan, is somebody who is so compassionate and from the way he's beginning to do his things, you could see the fear of God, you could see the love, you could see how he's coming down to the level of the people to actually feel the pains and the yearnings of the people. And if you should continue this way, I think the, the story we used to hear about Plateau State being a small London or Plateau State being the home of peace and tourism, I think all of us will begin to uh, enjoy the dividends of democracy. I want to crave our indulgence as Plateau people who are actually willing to see progress in this state, to continue to pray for this government. And that is what we should be doing. And God should, even if anybody is going to be appointed to join this government with bad intention, God should change him the moment he accepts to be appointed. Thanks. So that we'll have the best for this state and we'll see Plateau State move forward. 
Thank you very much, Justice. <laughs> 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 Quite a prophecy, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want him to be a justice. Yes, I, I'm, uh, I'm taking a look. Yeah. I want to be a <laughs> yeah, <I> want <laughs> instead. Barrister Mense Madaiki, thank you very much. Thank you. Always, always your analysis helps me to grapple with the issue in my own little mind. Gilbert, your final word. Something happened in Alberta, Canada, and I think we can borrow a leaf from that. Um, the chief firefighter there is a woman. Christy Tucker. There's a huge fire incident there, and she's in the front line. You could see her kitted up. Mm. And uh, I think Plato has great women in that keda. Yeah. But I say can also, you know. Yeah. Leadership. Um, he yeah. said that he's leading from the front. Absolutely. <laughs> My name is Ponsak Fanab. Enjoy the weekend. And of course, the news will come your way. Top of the hour, 6 o'clock with Joan Davo. Stay here. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.